1: Just before we move on, Jason has put together a full ladder and a predicted final series, which is bold and brash, like Luke Beveridge. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to quickly hear what he has to say, because I'm
2: curious. And I'm happy to revisit this at the end of the year and see how... (laughs) So we'll come back here after the season's over. We'll come back here on grand final eve (laughs) and and see how we go. So I'll start from the bottom up, and the numbers that I might have given might have had a couple of double ups, but um, Gold Coast at the bottom, I don't think we'll see too much of, we'll see some growth, but not too much growth up the ladder. Mm. St Kilda, uh, pretty uninspiring team, but I think there's a bit more um, experienced talent in the team than what there is at Gold Coast. Yep. Um, Western Bulldogs, same thing again, nothing inspiring at 16th. Uh, Fremantle at 15th, Carlton at 14th. North Melbourne at thirteenth, Brisbane at twelfth. I think that will be the big mover uh, this year coming. Yep. Um, Essendon at eleventh, and I think from Essendon, Port Adelaide at tenth, and Adelaide at ninth. That'll be percentage. Yep. Um, probably all on the same points. We'd say Adelaide at um, with GWS at eighth, maybe a game, but mostly just percentage between those four. Sure. Um, then we go. The final eight will be GWS Hawthorne at seven, Geelong at six. Uh, Sydney at five, and I think there will only be a couple of games separating those two. Um, And then the four will be pretty similar to this year. I think it's a case of the strength from last year will get stronger, particularly with the way that we've discussed about drafting and injuries and whatnot, Mm -hmm. particularly the injuries. These next four teams, the injuries are so compact in terms of size-wise. Uh, West Coast at fourth, Melbourne at third, Collingwood at second, and Richmond at first again. Yep. Um, knowing that Richmond and Collingwood really play well at MCG um, and getting some of those marquee games and getting great fixtures, I think that'll really just bring them home um, really well, those those three big MCG teams. Mm. Which puts us to the finals, and if all of my calculations are correct, which <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they are, um, round one will be Richmond West Coast at the MCG. Wow. Round... The, uh, Elimination will be Sydney, GWS, yep. the SCG. Hopefully, the ground service is up to it by that stage. Maybe they might have to move it if it's a, sh- a shot ground. Played it spotless. Maybe it's spotless. Like maybe.
1: that stadium.
2: Why not? No reason why they couldn't. <laughs> um, well, maybe I'll look. Maybe I'll make Sydney finish at eighth and GWS finish it, and then that solves that problem. <laughs> um, Geelong Hawthorn, which games are crackers of games, already yep. we know, and Collingwood Melbourne in the other. Uh, in the second and third spot. Uh, I think Richmond will beat West Coast. So it'll be the next round will be West Coast and Sydney in West Coast. Oh, you think Sydney will beat GWS? I think Sydney might beat GWS. <laughs> um, you know, you've got to have an upset from time to time. Even though that <laughs> GWS are lower, I think that, that Sydney will get it. Um, and the other one, uh, Collingwood, Geelong. So Melbourne will beat Collingwood in the first round and Geelong will beat Hawthorne. I think that's a pretty obvious one, I feel. Um, particularly at a home Geelong game. Yep. So West Coast, Sydney, Collingwood, Geelong. West Coast will beat Sydney at Optus Stadium. I think that's a bit of an um, easy see. There may be an upset, but I'm, I think at, at home West Coast will win. Collingwood will beat Geelong at the MCG. Uh, so the the preliminary finals, which kind of look a bit like this year, Richmond, Collingwood, Melbourne, West Coast, and we'll see a Melbourne-Collingwood grand final and Melbourne take it home.
1: Can you imagine?
2: It'll be we a huge, be huge final series. Um, but that's my kind of. I sort of feel like a Melbourne, maybe a Melbourne Collingwood uh, grand final. But again, we know that there's a lot of.
1: I mean, I wouldn't complain with Melbourne winning a flag,
2: but as long as it's not Collingwood. But that's that was that taken out of it. I think uh, we know how Melbourne. When we spoke about it before, how hungry Melbourne will be after that tasting it. Yeah. After so long in the wilderness. Twelve that, years. That will get over that line and and potentially make that yeah um if they don't if it's another west coast collingwood grand final
1: not complaining not
2: complaining if it's a richmond collingwood grand final
1: i am complaining
2: not complaining that'll be a a (laughs) wild one so i think any combination from the prelim on i think it's but i think that those top four teams are going to be really uh strong again we may see someone sneak up a bit again we might see a Maybe we will see an Essendon just do something crazy, or um, like some tipping Adelaide sneak up there. But I think it's pretty—it's a pretty conservative yeah. estimate that. But well, it's um, the
1: same teams as last year. Isn't it, it?
2: it is, and it wasn't intentional. I kind of, as I said, I did the ladder out, and then I did the finals, and kind of went who would win in those sort of circumstances and whatnot. And it depends, obviously, on the back end form of the season. We're talking about doggies, so um, that's my mock. I'm impressed. Final series, and we'll see uh, come October 1st, the last, last, first Sunday of September. Well, September.
1: it's the 28th, 28th of September this year. Anyway, the first of October
2: we can still meet up and compare these notes.
1: Um, well, on that, do we want to go through a couple of predictions? Absolutely. So we've got five categories here. So the first one being the big faller. Who do you think is going to fall down the most spots down the ladder this year?
2: Uh, I've got Bulldogs or North. Um, they're both kind of North finished at 9th and I had them um, finish at 13th. So that's a bit of a drop. Um, and Bulldog finished at 13th and I had them at 16th. So I think the drop's not just going to be the ladder position, mm. but it's going to be percentage and, and points. It's going to be games won rather than, you know, because on paper the difference between 13th and um, 16th isn't much, but when you look at last year's... Yeah, it was pretty significant, wasn't it? 12th had 12 wins, and 16th had four. So that's yeah. a... That's, a, that's those places, so.
1: Um I have Hawthorne. I think they probably exceeded expectations last year by making the top four, and I just don't think they're going to make it this year. I think they need that year to sort themselves out mm-hmm. um, to then get that midfield right again. So, yeah, I think Hawthorne are going to drop down the most... Who do you think is going to climb the highest?
2: I've got Brisbane. And again, yep. they're not going to make the finals, but to go from um, 15th, sorry, from, uh, from six, yeah, from 15th to 12th. or So I think they will be a, a big climber. Yeah. Um, as I said, I think the top four, top five are going to be pretty similar this year. There's not going to be too much change. There might be one in there that you didn't expect, but um, it's in that bottom half of the ladder. We'll see that growth and, then the jump from there into finals, the, yeah. hopefully the year after for them.
1: I have Adelaide. I think injuries really hurt them last year. And, and with a fit list and those young guys in the team and a few of those little changes, I do think that they can climb back up. Mm. I think last year was an anomaly for them. Their, their list is too good to have been placed where they were. Um. Yeah, that's about where that's at. What team other than your own are you most excited to watch? Uh,
2: I did mention Port Adelaide before. Yep. Um, And I'm also, I wrote down Nathan Buckley because while I dislike Collingwood, (laughs) I really enjoy watching the way Nathan Buckley goes about it. Yeah. So that's my getting around um, (laughs) watching them. And also, if if Melbourne make it as deep as what I've sort of thought they might. Yeah. While I've got no feelings for Melbourne. Yeah. I'll uh, cry. I'm a big fan of the story. Yeah. So Richmond's story... Collingwood story this year so I'll definitely when it gets to deeper in the season and knowing that Carlton's not in the finals will be a team I'll lean towards and be keen to watch at the deep end of the season but before round 23 I don't care
1: <laughs> um, I obviously couldn't choose Sydney or Melbourne mm. um, I've got a toss up between Carlton and Brisbane um, I'm a, a big rap for young talent and seeing what young guys can mm. do and those little moments that they can give us that really spark a season even if Everything else is looking a little bit bleak at the time. Yeah. Um, so these two teams I'm expecting to give us a, a lot of those moments. Um, and I'm really excited to, to see what they can kind of develop mm. as a group, each of them, throughout the season. And there are going to be some moments where they do get pummeled. Like Brisbane last year looked great, except in that Richmond game. And there were moments for Carlton as well, where they looked really, really good. And then there were moments where they just Horrid. couldn't get in on the park. And that's going to happen with young teams. I I just am really excited to see these young guys play. I'm a yep. big fan of Charlie Kerno. Mm. I'm a big fan of Cam I'm just really excited for them. It's exciting. Um, who do you think is going to get the rising star?
2: Look, the most obvious one is Walsh. Yep. And I don't think that it's such a. There's a, a million things could happen. I don't think it's that far of a stretch. Um, I've got Jai Caldwell as well. It could yep. be a could be a goer. It'd be hard to go past Sam Walsh if everything lines up for him. And if Carlton have a season where they have more wins than last year and if injuries around him. Yeah. But I feel like he's the player that if we lose Crips for a couple of games, if we lose Dow, Fisher, Samo, that he will be able to rise to that occasion yeah, and just be able to go, okay, well, I need to do this because the team needs me to do it. And that will probably win him a rising star more than if everyone's fit and... Mm. I don't know. I don't want to He
1: seems like he's a pretty level-headed guy and pretty mm. mature. I've I've got Sam Walsh as well at this point, but I think that Dersma at Port and Jones at Adelaide might yep. give him a run for his money mm. I'm really liking what I'm seeing of Dersma and as I said before I, I'm a big fan of Jones and really keen to see what he can do so I think those two guys might push a little bit but I do think Walsh at this stage I mean I tipped Nina Morrison for the AFL W1 then she did her ACL after the first round yep. so yeah, I don't wish that on Walsh at all but you just never know what's going to happen know.
2: It'd be amazing to have both Rising Stars go to Carlton this year which is quite possibly that they will
1: I want Eden Zanker to win it so bad, or Sabrina Duffy, but we will talk about it's, that.
2: Uh, I'm time. just saying, it's, it's that you would put money, a healthy, a safe bet would be to put I it I think on. the most
1: attention's definitely been on Press Park. Yeah. I think Sabrina Duffy has been amazing. Anyway, we're talking about men here. I love the women. Um, Brownlow, who is your tip for a Brownlow?
2: Well, I loosely mentioned Max Gorn as an outside choice. Yep. I think while... Danger doesn't look like a footballer. He looks like he's a battle chester guy at the pub <laughs> playing thirds football. I, every time I look at him, I'm like, I don't understand how you're so fast and you're so effective. And obviously, Patrick Cripps, who had a good run for it last year, but again, if everything lines up for Carlton this year, mm. well, they still won't finish finals. Hey, they might, but you know, well, they still will He would be in a good chance to pull it out.
1: Yeah.
2: Um yeah. again. I think he's paying like seven dollars at the moment, which is crazy numbers for a team that lost two that won two games last year and isn't really looking like much is gonna happen for him this year. So Yeah. That'll be my three.
1: Um I am going with Clayton Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um I think the new rules are gonna really suit his game. Yeah, I think he's developed again over the preseason. He's had two shoulder reconstruction kind of operations. I don't know if they were full reconstructions, but they were significant shoulder operations. Yeah. Um, and I was not anticipating him even playing a preseason match, let alone both of them and playing really well. He mm. got a lot of the ball. He's going to love the space that he is going to be given. Um, and that combination with Max Gorn, I think it's just yep. going to be unstoppable. And then the support, The only the only way I see... Oliver not winning it at this stage is that his teammates steal votes kind of like that Geelong yep. era yep. Um, but I think yeah I, I'm i overestimating Melbourne probably but I just think they're going to be so hard to beat mm. let's wrap this marathon session up we've each had three predictions broad sweeping statement predictions uh, that we're going to read out with very little context and move on from it then... one at a time yes do you want to go first
2: uh, yep Uh, I already said it earlier, but one will be that Mitchell will play again before the end of the season.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, I've got that by the end of the year, the commentators will still be talking about 666 as much as they are right now. I swear to God, I've heard that every 30 seconds on every commentary of every Mm. JLT. Oh, my God, we know. (laughs) It's, um, It's unbearable, but the commentators don't know how to talk about anything else.
2: Mm. And we haven't really helped with that. Well, maybe I have. but
1: No, I don't think we've focused on it as much. I think it is going to influence the game pretty strongly, but I don't think it's going to change everything forever. I don't think it's going to cause a 100-goal season. I don't think
2: it's going to do any of that stuff. Because looking at the... I wish I could have found the stats beforehand. I might have retweeted it, so it's probably there somewhere in my timeline. But about how many teams used the 666 anyway to start with, and I think it was like a 30 to 35% that teams would use that mm. as they're starting. And then I think five, six, seven was about 40%. And then, then whatever, you know, and then other variations were 20 something percent. Yep. So like, it's not so far removed.
1: No. And it's just center bounces.
2: Yeah. But I think the, the the part would be is just the players either having to become even better athletes and push that, the top players pushing closer to 20 kilometres per game mm. so that they will run back to their spot and run back in or being more static in the forward and defensive well, I just think
1: it's going to give teams that really take advantage of momentum much more power
2: hmm.
1: because when you've got the momentum and you're kicking goals and it continues to go back in there and you continue to utilise that avenue to goal, that's when it's going to have a big impact. Hmm. But... And that's why I think it'll help Melbourne more than it'll help a lot of other teams. Yeah. Because Melbourne are a momentum team. Melbourne do have that strong midfield that can get it out there and they have the forwards that can mark it based on those parameters. Anyway, what's your second prediction?
2: Uh, You briefly mentioned it, but I think there will be a race on towards the end of the season for 100 goals. Yeah. Uh, But we'll fall short in sort of the high 80s, 90s. So it'll fall just short uh, of hitting 100, but it'll be – and then that'll be a high topic of, by the time we get to, you know, end of the season, start of finals, it'll be, you know, who will be the first person to do it in 30 years or whatever the statistic is.
1: 2008 was the last time. 2008. <laughs> <laughs> 11 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny.
2: <laughs> it, well, you, you're very correct. It feels like a lot longer. But um, that'll be, that'll be the, the conversation as the year goes on.
1: Yeah. Uh, my second one is that St. Kilda will be in an even more dire position at the end of the year than they are right now. I think everything's going to go really far downhill for them, unfortunately.
2: I think my third one is going to be what, not crazy, what's the word? What bizarre thing the AFL will throw out towards the end of the season (laughs) for next year's fixture only to rein it in and have a less drastic, but still kind of a bit absurd. So we look at the way that, the AFLW, they said, there's only going to be six games. And everyone was like, what? And they said, nah, seven games in the conference system. But that's the general's like, well, that's better than the first thing. So,
1: Well, this is them buttering us up with the Twilight Grand Final, isn't it?
2: And also with the, um, maybe not 20, um, 2020, but you know, with the conference system and these things, it's like, okay, there'll be something that will come out and they'll be like, hey, everyone, we're going to do this. And there'll be an absolute uproar taking, you know, distracting from, you know, maybe it's round 21, 22 when there's not much happening. And, or, you know, that step kind of lull towards the, the latter part of the season before the finals race picks up and then it'll be sorted and over and done with by finals. And they'll say, we're not going to do that. So it's just this big sweeping things that.
1: I hate them. I hate them. I hate them.
2: I can't give an idea on what, but you know,
1: uh, my third one, is one that I have mentioned is that the swans will prove a lot of people wrong. <laughs> I'm really strong on this and I know as a supporter of them I lose some credibility here or a lot of credibility here. But they're not going to fall really far down the ladder.
2: I've put them at fifth. So. I know, I
1: know you have, but and I went through it all before, I know, but I just I think they're going to prove a lot of people wrong. And that's where I'm ending that. But let's wrap this up. It's been five hours. It's been
2: a wild ride.
1: Thank you so much for coming in and going through all of this with me. I think it's prepared us very well for the season. Mm, Very much so. This has been the AFL full, full, full season (laughs) preview. I've been Gemma Vassiani. That's been Jason Morrison. This is Play On Radio. And make sure you check out the AFLW finals that kick off this weekend. They're going to be huge. And then the grand final next week amongst... The men's footy because women's footy is just as important. And uh, make sure you tweet at Play On Radio melb. Do you want to plug your Twitter? Uh,
2: my Twitter is Jason underscore uu. Yeah, um, so check Jason out on my socials.
1: Yeah, and um, I'll be back every single week, every Friday or Thursday if there's a Thursday game at eight am with the play on preview, as I've done with the women's season all the way through. And every Monday at 8am for the play on review of the season just gone. Obviously, if there's a Monday game, it'll be on a Tuesday. And in the meantime, make sure you are following our socials and listening to play on radio. Catch ya.
2: See ya.